Welcome everyone to the Ohave Torah, Daf Yomi Shior. Today's Shior is Daf Mem, Daf 40 in Pesachim. Also like to point out that today is day, day 365 of our Daf Yomi Shior. We'd like to use this opportunity to thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu for the ability to be here. A year ago, uh, if you would have told us that we're going to be here 365 days later, uh, I would have said that it's uh, it's a dream. Baruch Hashem, like the Panovich Yerav said, we're dreaming, but we're not sleeping. And uh, we're here, 365 days later. We missed a few, but Bezat Hashem, we're going to get them all done, and Hashem should give us the strength that we should be able to taste the beautiful taste of His Torah for the next seven years. And further. Ma'am, yes. We're, we're starting a brand new Mishnah Rabbutai on the bottom of Lamatet Amud Bet. And the Mishnah starts as follows En Shorin et Tanigolim. person cannot soak the bran for chickens. Everyone knows that wheat comes together with bran. Bran technically is a byproduct of wheat. And when a person wants to make regular flour, you take the bran off the wheat. Nowadays, people think you're crazy if you take the bran off the wheat because you want whole wheat. In the olden days, the best wheat, you take off the bran and you get rid of it. Uh, actually, bran is not really part of the whole wheat. It's actually a separate thing that they'll add into the wheat. And yet, it seems like it could become chametz regardless. You can't soak the bran for the chickens. Seems like bran was good chicken food. You want to get whatever's cheap to give to the chickens to feed them. You don't want to feed them something that you can feed to a human. So bran was a popular item. It seems like uh, chickens appreciate bran much better when the bran is soaked. But on Pesach, you're not allowed to soak it because we're afraid that it'll get chametz. Okay. What else? Aval choltin. But you're allowed to boil it. Put it with hot water. Another purpose that people used to use bran was to use it as a def- exfoliator. People would use it to take off dead skin from their body. You use it as like what people would use a loofah for or a scrub brush for to take off the dead skin from your body. She should not soak the bran to take it with her to the bathhouse. Aval... Shafa he yavesh, but she could rub it on her skin when it's dry. loyal os adam I'm sorry, wait, we didn't mention that even though her body is wet while she's in the bathhouse, and therefore you might have thunk that being that she's taking this, this rubbing this dry bran on her body, but it's gonna get wet with water, so maybe that would make it a sewer. We're allowing that with a small amount of um, small amount of water. A person should not chew the wheat and place it on his wound. It seems like wheat was, if you mix it with saliva, saliva has a, a, a capacity, especially in the old days, saliva was considered like an, not, not like, like an anti-infection. Welcome in Yemen was considered like an anti-infection. And therefore, even nowadays, if a person 
uh, would get a cut and not, they don't have antibiotic cream or something available. Saliva actually works to kill germs in, in a small way, not in a great way, but in a small way on wounds. So it seems like people, in order to keep the saliva on the wound without spitting, would take some kernels of wheat and would um, chew it for a while and get it full of saliva to put it on the wound to avoid infection. You cannot do that on Pesach because saliva could cause it to become chametz. Says the Gemara. We're on the Gemara Benyamin on Lambetet Amurbet. Tanu Rabbanan. El devarim she'en ba'in l'dehemutz. The following things cannot become chametz. Ha'afui, something that already got baked. Ha'amvushal, something that already got cooked in water. Ve'chalut she'chaltu barotchin. And something that got not necessarily cooked in water, but hot, boiling water poured over it. Ask the Gemara. Mevushal, are you saying that something that's cooked cannot get hametz? While you put it in, it's going to get hametzized. Now, what they're assuming over here is that the process of, of making the boiling was that you had cold water, not preheated water, and you put the hametz in the regular water. So in that process, while the water is heating up, the, the, it's going to reach a lukewarm status, which is the exact temperature that causes chimuts, and therefore is a problem. What are you talking about? We're talking about something that was cooked, was baked first, and then cooked. And therefore, since it was baked first, it's impervious to chimuts. It will not get chimuts. And therefore, the cooking afterwards won't hurt. But you're right. Cooking is not allowed. Thank you so much, Piyamin. Tanya, we learned in a brighter. Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Daumer, Rabbi Yossi, Yehuda says, Kemach shenafala techot delef. If you have a sack of flour, onto which a drip came from the roof. So the roof is dripping, and it's dripping water on the flour. Afil kol ayom kolo, even though it dripped the whole day on the flour, eno bal dechimutz, it will not get chametzized. Why not? Because... The rule, rule with dough is that when the dough is being worked, while the dough is being worked, it cannot become chametz. It seems like even the little drip of chametz on the dough, on the flour, is going to work. But we're we're going to clarify now that that's not so simple. Says the Gemara, Amara Papa, the hu de abid tip la haratip. This is only so. This is only so if it continues continuously, which means drip, 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 immediately. But if it stops, then it's no good. Amar Debeir Abshila. By the way, there's a look at exactly how much time you have after, after it stops dripping. Assuming it's drip after drip. Do you have to bake it? You have 18 minutes now to bake it? Do you have no time to bake it? Is it automatically chametz? Okay. Yes, it does. It has to be tip achatip. Yes. Amri de Be'ab Shila. Vatika is allowed. Shareh. Okay, everyone knows what Vatika is. Vatanya, didn't we learn to the bright of Vatika Asur? Didn't we say in the bright of the Vatika is Asur? Says, well, look, it's not a question. Who David be Mishcha u Milcha? Ha David be Mayu Milcha? Now, Vatika is something that's made with flour. It seems like uh, they don't make it in the Halabiya household. But, 
Vatika is some flour made item. I also don't know what it is. But sometimes it can be made with oil and salt, and sometimes with water and salt. And therefore, the two braitot can be answered by saying, when it's made with oil and salt, it doesn't become hametz. But if you make it with water and salt, water, of course, could allow chimutz, and therefore it's a problem. Oil does not. Oil is usually meperot. This is assuming that meperot and amechamsim, that the, the water of, the, of perot will not become hametz. Okay. Person should not use a thicken it with kemach that was um, dried in the oven. Basically, uh, when a person has a soup, you don't want the soup to be so liquidy. And therefore, often you'll put flour in the soup in order to make it a nice thick soup and it's enjoyable to eat. Normally, that flour would, of course, cause a problem. Here, we're using not regular, um, regular flour, because, of course, you put regular flour in, that'll be a problem. But here, we're taking flour that was made from dried wheat. Since the wheat was dried in the oven, one might have thunk that it's impervious to chemutized, and therefore, you could use it to thicken your soup. Why not? Maybe it wasn't baked properly, and it still could get chimutzized in your soup. And therefore, it seems like a type of xera. Technically, it should be okay, because you already baked the wheat kernels, and therefore, baked stuff, we just said, doesn't get chimutzized afterwards. But, being that sometimes it seems like in the baking process, it don't get baked so good, therefore, don't do it. Is that like matzah meal? No, matzah meal is made from pieces of actual baked matzah. So there's a difference between matzah. Matzah is made from flour and water. Matzah flour with water that was baked. This is made with grains that was never made into flour and baked as a grain. And then you took the baked grains and made flour out of it. So that, this seems like more of a problem. Matzah meal is not a problem. Amar, well, at least not as far as what we see yet. Amar Yosef of Yosef said, Lo lechlut inish, a person should not throw boiling water on, we're on daftaf of Mem Amur Alf, trechiti bahadi hadadi, on two kernels of wheat together. Dilma adla, Dilma azla chada viyatva betsira de chaverta. Because maybe one kernel will cover over the other one. Vila silikle dilkla. Meaning, being that you have the kernels of wheat together, we're assuming that pouring boiling water, which we said before was still okay, we, we, we had a problem with Bishul. We had no problem with pouring boiling water, right? Mm-hmm. But here we're saying that boiling water, you can only put on one grain of wheat at a time. Because if you put two grains of wheat, if one grain is leaning on the other one, so perhaps it's not going to get to the entire circumference of the kernel. And therefore, that piece that's not being hit by the scalding water will be, uh, could get chametzized. V'amar Abay, Abay says another thing. Lo lichruch inches treshiboli bahadi hadadi. Person should not, um, lichruch, lichruch means to um, burn, burn or uh, uh, cook, uh, heat. Two stalks of wheat together. 
Dilma nafki maya mahai ubala aidach. Maybe water will come out. It seems like the grains naturally have water in them, and you'll normally be chorech them. Over here, we're worried that water will come out of one and go into the other and cause it to chametzayist. That's Abaya. Amalei Ravah. So Ravah tells him, Ihachi afilu chadanami. Why are you saying that you can't put two grains? I shouldn't be able to put even one grain. Every, every stalk of wheat has many wheat kernels in it, and we should be worried about the same thing. Maybe it'll go into one and go in the other one. Ela Amarava says nothing. Ravad disagrees with Abaya's statement. And he says, The water that comes out of the wheat kernel in the drying process is not water. It's meperot. Now, it's juice. And juice in mechamsin. Meperot in mechamsin. So there's a general rule in chametz that meperot in mechamsin, almost all uh, poskim seem to agree that meperot does not get chametz. And therefore, almost all talayim at least. So therefore, if you have, let's say, uh, wine, even though technically, well, how did the water get into the grape, right? Obviously, it absorbed it from the ground, and it's regular water. But no, now it's grape juice, and grape juice is not, can't make chametz. Uh, so too, when it comes to olive oil, the, the juice in the olive came from water originally, right? No, it's meperot, meperot, and mechamsin. So we want to claim over here that even though it's not a known juice, no one knows wheat juice, but Rabbah's claiming there is such a thing as wheat juice. And this is wheat juice, and just like all other meperot, it's not mechamets, and therefore, it's no problem to put even two wheats together. Forget two, forget one. Even two is okay. Says the Gemara, V'hadar be'abaya mehahi. Abaya backtracked from his rule that you can't have two together. Why? To call agav medalia lo machmitzi. Because as long as water is going out of the kernel, Lo machmitzi, it's not going to get chametzized because it's not going to, it's not going going to. As long as it's spitting out, it's not going to absorb in. You, you, well, that's what you would have thought that was saying. That's what I think you're saying. That's why it sounded like that to me also. But Rashi sounds like a little different. You're talking about a famous rule that we have in Pasar Chalav. It seems like you know that I did the treaty to balit lo palit. I did the palit lo bala, which means while something. While a pot is busy get, spitting out flavor, it won't take in any flavor. Uh, that's true. But here we're saying that while it's spitting out juice, it can't chametzize. It's a new rule. Oh. While it's spitting out juice, it can't get chametzized. Well, wasn't, that wasn't the problem of that getting chametzized. It was the next one that was the problem. But the uh, next one is also spitting out juice. Because okay. it's also getting hot. They're both okay. getting hot. Okay. Okay. Says the Gemara. Since they brought up the whole juice thing, Abaya revised this thing. Abaya thought of this concept where it's not really water coming out, it's juice. Okay, so Abaya is not, didn't necessarily agree to Rava that fruit juice are not mechametzized. Yeah. He's not agreeing that it's meperot. Yeah. He's still on the water program, it seems like. He's just saying, but since while it's going out, it can't get, get, uh, get chametzized, so it's okay. Yeah. How do we know? How do we know? Because Abaya said, if you have a jug that you use to toast grain, the rule is like this. If you flip it, then you could use it to toast grain on Pesach. 
But if you leave it straight up, then it's asur. Why? Because the because oh good. Now that makes sense because if the the vessel let's say is straight up like this, okay, so the the you're going to put the stuff in it. You're going to toast it. Now it's going to get moisture coming out of it while you're toasting it. Now after you finish, since it's straight up like this, the moisture is going to still be in it. It's no longer going to be. Uh, heated up, heating up, and therefore it's not going to be spitting out juice, and the moisture is going to cause it now to chametzized uh, while it's not getting hot. Mm-hmm. But if you would have flipped it this way, and therefore the moisture can't pool pool in it, therefore you'll be okay on Pesach if it's upside down. So you see, and Abaya backed off what he said, and he splits his new thing. Says Gemara, even if it's the right way, it's as, it's allowed. Like we said, he holds his And like we've said all along, Rava holds that fruit juice, and in our case, we're talking about wheat juice, which you didn't know that wheat had juice, is not mechametz. Says the Gemara, Tanu Rabbanan, and lotetin seorim bePesach. You can't lotet um, barley on Pesach. Now, lotet is a procedure which is commonly done even today to wheat where the wheat is soaked prior to grinding. It's called litita. It's not, there's many ways to do it. You could just wash it. You could soak it. We're going to see how it works. So this bright is saying that on Pesach, if you have barley, you're not allowed to do litita on that barley by soaking it. But if you didn't listen to us, and you latited it, then you have to check them. If they popped, that's a sign of chimutz, Eli, and that makes it that you have to assume the chametz. If they did not pop, then mutarot, then they're allowed. Rabbi says, no problem. He says, if you want to do it, shoran bechometz, bechometz tzomtan. If you soak them in vinegar, the vinegar will cause them to contract. And therefore, by contracting, you'll be able to stop the popping process. So if you see it starting to pop, you can always vinegarize them, and that'll stop the popping process. Amar Shmuel. Shmuel says, En halakha kerebiyoseh. We do not agree with Rebiyoseh. And therefore, if you see it popping, and you just say, say ah, I Rebiyosehed it. I vinegarized it, and therefore it's fine. Shmuel says, we don't agree that the Tana Rabbi system of, unchamet, uh, of stopping Chamet's process works. Amar of Chista, Amar Ukva. So Chista said, Neymar Bukha. When we talk about Nitbakeu, we don't mean actually popping. If you see that if you place it on the top of a barrel, and they split on their own, then they asur. So in other words, it doesn't have to be that it's actually split. Even if it's not split, you have to do a barrel test, and if it can pass the barrel test, that even though it's got the wine odor coming up on it, and it's not causing it to split, that's okay. Shmuel says no, only when they actually popped. Is it a problem? But otherwise, it's fine. Says the Gemara, Abad Shmuel Uvda Bidura Debe Barchashu. One time Shmuel ruled in a case of 
of the house of Barhashu, like he said, the lenient way, that you could hold that it has to actually split, and you don't have to do the wine test to see if your barley has um, chametzized. Amar Rabah, Rabah says, Baal nefesh lo yiltot. A person who cares about his nefesh, his soul, should not be lotet his stuff on Pesach. Don't be lotet your grains on Pesach. You care about, if you care about your neshama, do eat it without latita. That's rabba with a hay. Says Gemara, my hear your bal nefesh. What are you talking about? Only your bal nefesh? What about a regular guy who just wants the letter of law? He, he's not allowed to do it either. I feel a cool almanami. Datanya and lotin seorim bepesach. Didn't we say he now that lotet seorim on pesach in the brayta? What's Rabbi talking about? Says the Gemara. Hachikama bal nefesh. We were talking about barley till now. Barley is soft. It's easier. Grains that are soft are easier to chametzized. Hard wheat gets chametzized slower. And therefore, one might have thunk that it's okay for anyone to be lotet his wheat. We're coming to tell you here, no. Uh, if you're a bal nefesh, you won't be lotet even your wheat. That is... The first answer. Amalev of Nachman, man sait lula abba. Avil achil nama di busha. If you listen to my father's words, you're going to eat spoiled bread. Why? Because since you're not being lotet you wheat, you're going to end up with lousy, lousy bread. Litita is necessary. There's a reason why hackers are spending millions of dollars on Litita. Okay. Says the Kimara. Daha bear of Huna Latti. In the house of Ravuna, they would do Latita. Even in Ababin, they used to be the Latita on Pesah. Says, Virava Amar, Asulatot. Rava says, it was, this is, that, that was Rava with a hay. This is Rava with an aleph. Rava says, it's asur to be lotet, even wheat on Pesach. So we have another opinion saying, we, we have the Baal Nefesh, and now we have Rava being even stricter. And then we had Rav Nachman saying, you should be lotet. Is and Rav Huna was being lotet. Is that different from the original, on the first wild line? That was Seorin. So Here we're talking about wheat. So there's a difference between lotet. Lotet and lotet Seorin is clear. That's soft Seorin. Uh, no way you could do that. That's a price. Here we're talking about wheat. So wheat, you have Rabba with a hay saying a bal nefesh, can't do it. Then you have Rav Nachman telling you that Rav Huna did it. And Rav Barabin did it. And you have Rav saying it's Asur straight up. Not a bal nefesh, Asur. Okay. Says the We have a diuk from the Brita against Rav. Okay, Rava wants to tell you that Rav Huna did it Isur. Okay, Rava, could, Rava and Rav Huna could have their arguments. They're both Amoraim. Rava wants to argue with, with Rava Barabin. Okay, nice. What's he doing with the Brita? The Brita that, 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 that Fred just mentioned seemed to indicate clearly that only Seorin is Asur. Otherwise, you would have told me Achitin. Why would you tell me only about Seorin? You could have told me Achitin, that's hard. 
says, no, this, Rabbi explains the right like this. The right is telling you a lomi bite. Lomi bite, not only, for sure not wheat, came with the it pizira. Because wheat is worse in a way, because it's got a, a cleft in it. It's got a little split in it. Therefore, Therefore, the water gets in easier. But sarim, barley, this sha'i, which even though it's soft, it's still smooth. One might have thunk that it's okay. Therefore, the bright that told you Sionin. You thought that Sionin was the other case? No, Sionin is less, according to Rava's understanding, Sionin is less uh, susceptible to chametz. And therefore, when we told you Sionin, we meant both. Very good. Hader Amarava, then Rava said differently. Mutala taught, Rava backed out, and he said, you know what? Rav Huna and Rav Idi and Rav uh, Barabin, they're both okay. You it's mutaz bilotet. The time is learned in the brighter. Yotzin repatnikia. A person can be yotze matzah with white bread. Vehadara and coarse bread. Vyevshinikia bilotita. And if the brighter says that you're allowed to use white bread, the only way to get white bread is to do latita. So therefore, Rav is saying, listen, if we're saying Yotze, that means, uh, that means de facto, the only way to get it is by Lutita, must be the bright is allowing it, and therefore Rav backtracked. Says the Gemara, Et vera papa le Rav. So Rav Papa asked Rav a question. Hakim hain v'asolatot shal nochrim. If you have flour or fine flour that you got from a goy, Shel kefarim, if you got them from villagers, tehorim. They're tahor, they don't get too much. Shel krachin, if they're from the city, then temeim, then they tameh. The kefarim, my tamer. Why are they tameh? Why are they tahor? Why are they tahor from the village? Lav mishum delolotiti? Isn't it because they don't soak the grain? And since they don't soak the grain, it can't, but when we say tahor means, Eli, tahor means that it can't get tamer. Like we said before, things are susceptible to tumah when they got wet. Yeah. Okay? Latita is, 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 a, is a system with, with moisture. And therefore, if you latita it, besides for getting susceptible to chametz, it's also going to be susceptible to tumah. Okay? Mm-hmm. So we're presuming that the reason why it's tahor in the village is because they're not latitated. They're not litetized. And we're referring to it solet. And therefore, it sounds like you can make bread without litita. Ah, you see what's going on? So we're assuming that the kfarim, we said the, the solet and the regular flour of the kfarim atahor. That means that the kfarim we're assuming are not doing litita. And yet they've got solid. So you see, it's, problem for Rava. No, that's, that's no. That is a, it's not a problem for Rava. It's a problem for Rava backing out. Why do you have to back out of your statement to say, "Oh, there's a brighter that says fine flour." That that's a proof that I'm wrong. Maybe you're right. Look, you see that they can have fine flour without latita. Let's. We're going to translate that when we said, we spoke about the Kfarim, over there we're talking about the Kemach. Because Kemach you can make, but not solid. Okay. Bata de Nafik. 
Once Rav walked out, Amar, Rav Papa said the following, Why didn't I knock him out? I should have knocked out Rav's statement from the following. The Amar, 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 Shmuel. If you have chitin, you have wheat, shel minachot, which comes from a korban mincha, and lotatin otam v'kakari le'solit. You're not allowed to be, do lotita on a, on a mincha, because you're not allowed to get chametz iced. And yet we're calling it solit. Ah, oh, if we call it fine flour, that means you can't get fine flour without lotita. There's a bomb. That's a, a bomb on rubber's reason why he has to retract. Hada Amar then Rava really retracted. And he said the following, Mitzvah Tot. not only is it allowed, it's a mitzvah. Eli's eyes are popping out. Why? Because it says in the Pasuk, Ushmartem et matzot. It says that you have to guard the matzah from chametz icing. Ilo debay litita. If not that we need litita, if not that we need to um, to soak it, shimur lemai. What's the point of guarding it? There's nothing going to happen to it. Ishimur delisha. Maybe you'll answer me. No. When we say we're guarding it, we're guarding it. That means guarding it after the time of of adding the water in, right? Because after you have flour, you add the water in, and then you guard it. Maybe that's what it means. Can't be. When you're guarding it at that point, that's not called guarding it anymore. You know why? How, how can I prove to you that, that guarding... You following this or no? Yeah, no. In other words, there's, there's stages. There's the Latita stages before Lisha. Latita is when you soak it before you grind it. Mm-hmm. And then you have flour... Then you'll take the flour and mix it with water and make a dough. And we're presuming you might have answered him and said, Oh, who told you? When it says wash the matzahs, maybe it means wash the matzahs from when it's a dough. Can't be. I'll show you from the following case that that went, once it's dough, it doesn't need shimur. How can I prove it to you? Not that it doesn't need shimur, but that if you do shimur, that's not called guarding. How do we know? It's too late. Too late to be guarded. Dhamma of Huna, because of Huna says, if you see a dough that you get from a goy, if a goy gives you some dough, and you know that that dough is not chametzized, right. then a guy could fill his stomach with it on the first night of Pesach. You remember this, right? Mm-hmm. As long as you eat a side of real matzah at the end, from shmur matzah at the end, then you could have the, you could take dough from a goy and bake it. Seems like people, goyim would sell doughs. And if you know that the dough has no yeast or anything in it, and it was just made a few seconds ago, you're allowed to buy it from the goy and bake it. Now, it's not shmuru matzah, so you can't eat it at, for your kazayat matzah, but at the end, but you could have it at the beginning of your seder, and at the end of the seder for the kazayat matzah, if you come on, you'll eat the, you'll eat the, the shmuru matzah, the expensive one. Exactly. So, you see from here that you don't need to watch it, because goyim are not watching nothing. And if, 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 if from the time of Lisha and on needs watching, it's called watching, then how can you buy it from the guy? Yeah, but you answered your own question. It's not called matzah. But you see, it's not chametzized. Uh, Ushmartem means guard against, it has to be guarded. Ushmartem is matzot. 
But we see, you're not using it for the mitzvah, but you see that it doesn't need guarding against chametz. Right. in. In the beginning, you don't fulfill it. No, but you're, no, we're saying like this, we're saying better. The proof is different. The proof is if guarding it from after the time of leash is enough. And you could use it to then make, you should be able to use it to make matzah. To make matzah. You understand? It's kosher flour. Because, because it, it was kosher flour, and I'm guarding it now. I took, I, bought, I took it as dough from the goy, and I'm guarding it. What's wrong? Right. My time, what's the reason? It's obvious because you didn't guard it. So why don't I guard it from after I bake it? And you need it from the beginning, even before the kneading process. And therefore, it must be that you, that you did litita. And from the litita, that's, that's when you're guarding it from. Because once you soak the grains, now it needs guarding. So you see, you're supposed to soak the grains. Who says? Maybe it's different over there. Because at the time when it started to need guarding, when you added the water, then, then the Jew didn't do it. Maybe if you guard it immediately at the time of adding the water, which wasn't the case in the Goy's case, that is called guarding, and therefore, you know, who said you need the tita? Maybe, maybe from the time of Lisha it's enough? Is everyone with me? Good. Says even though you might have had an Akar on Rava, Rava still did not take it back. Because he told the guys who were turning over the sheaves at the harvest to tie them into bundles, and that's way before anything. He told those guys, when you flip it over, have in mind you're doing it for the mitzvah. Now, if Rava would have accepted this knockout, he would have said, oh, it only works at the time of the, uh, uh, you only have to do shimur from the time of the adding the water in. This is way before adding the water in, and Rava still told him, guys, have in mind for the mitzvah. So obviously, Rava's on the program that it starts from the beginning. Alma kasavad, shimur mi'ikara mitchilavad sofo ba'ina, you have to watch it from beginning to end. Says the Gemara, more brei de Ravina, more the son of Ravina, one of the later Amoraim. We're now on Mem Amorbet. Mikata le ima be'arbi. His mother would store him grain in a bucket, which means that the grain that he would have, he would be watching it from the beginning. So you see, he's only like Rava. Hahu arba dechiti. That was a famous story. Yeah, this, there was this a ship full of wheat. Okay? Container. What? A container. A ship, yeah, a container. No, it was an actual ship. I don't know if the ships had containers on them like nowadays. <laughs> I think it was just a ship full of wheat. Fill up the hold. Okay? Yeah. Fill up the whole uh, a hold of the ship with wheat. The Tava Bechishta. It sunk in the river Chishta. Okay? Now, after it sunk, you think that, okay, in the olden days when it sinks, chalas. Not true. They got it up. It was, it was worth enough money that they got some guys to dredge the water and they got out the ship. And now they got a ship of soaked grain. 
Now, what happened? Sharia Rava Rava allowed the Jews who took, who pulled up the ship to sell the wheat to Goyim to use. No, before Pesach. Right before Pesach. Basically, he said, listen, this wheat got chametzized, right? We're not going to let you sell it to Jews, but we'll let you sell it to a Goy. Okay. So Rava Bar Levai told Rava, we have a rule that if you have a suit that has you can't sell it to a Goy. Why? Because we're afraid that the Goy will meet the next Jew. Say, look, here's a beautiful Armani suit that I bought from Eli Halabiyah, and this is Eli Halabiyah. If you bought it from him, it's got, it can't have shotness, and he'll buy it from him, and then you're going to cause a Jew to get shotness. Right? I'm not talking about shirts, talking about suits. Right? You can't use it as a blanket for a donkey. Because again, someone sit on it. But if you want to do something safe with it, you can use it as a shroud for a dead body. So says the Gemara, Why don't we let you sell the shotness to the Goy? Because we're worried they can sell it to the Jew. So if so, why is Rava allowing the wheat on the ship to be sold to a Jew, to a Goy, who's going to later on go to a Jew and say, oh, look, I got this wheat from someone who lived in Rava's, Rava's town. Should be great. Hadrama Rava, then Rava said, Lisbinu Kama Kaba, Don't sell it to a Goy. Sell it Kav, kav by Kav in small amounts to the Jew. Since you're selling in such small amounts, it'll get finished before Pesach, and therefore it's okay. You cannot add flour to the um, the pot on Pesach. If you want to add, first put in the flour. And then you can add vinegar. And some say, you can even put the chomets first, and then, then you can put the flour. Now, if you add vinegar right away, it makes it faster, and therefore we know it'll get cooked. Right. Now, vinegar will cause... At this point, we think that it's going to cause it to get hot faster. And therefore, the flour won't, will get fully cooked. But if... Okay, good. Let's see. My yesh omnim. When we said yesh omnim... Who is it? Who is the rabbi who say you can even put the vinegar first? We said put the flour first. Who is the Yeshua who is saying you should put the, who allowed to put the vinegar first? Amar Rav Chasta Rabbi Yehuda, it's Rabbi Yehuda. The Tanan, we learned in the Mishnah. Ha'ilfa Svekidah Shevim Merotim, this is a famous Mishnah that we had before. If you have a pot or a kadeira that you took off the fire, lo'yitin l'tuchan tevalin. You can't put spices into the pot because it's a klidishon. It's talking about on Shabbat, Okay. 
but you can add the spices into your bowl. So if you have soup in a soup pot that you took off the fire, you can't put uncooked spices into the pot because you're putting the klishon. But you're allowed to put it into your soup bowl because your soup bowl is a klishani, and therefore that's okay. Or to them or onto it to terrine. Rabbi Yehuda Omer lekolonuten. He says you can even put it into the pot. Chutz b'divar shishpachometz, except for something that has vinegar. And therefore, you see that Rabbi Yehuda holds that when you have a pot that has vinegar, it's okay to put spices. No, you're not. It's not okay to put oh, the spices. The vinegar you cannot. The vinegar you can't. Now, if the vinegar you can, that means vinegar makes it cook faster. And therefore, the same rabbi, when it comes to Pesach, will say that you could put the vinegar first and then put the kemach because he makes it cook faster also, even in that situation. And then it won't have time to be... And therefore, won't, therefore won't get chametzized. So what, what's, what's strict when it comes to cooking on Shabbat is lenient when it comes to uh, cooking with, with, fla- with uh, flour on Pesach. Gemara says, who told you that this Yesh Omrim is going to be Rabbi Yehuda? Maybe I could tell you it's a completely different Tana. It's Rabbi Yossi in a completely different subject. Why? Like we said earlier on this stuff, Rabbi Yossi says, if you saw barley getting swelled up, he said, if you want to fix it, soak it in vinegar. Because it contracts it. Therefore, maybe the opinion that's allowing over here in the Yeshua with the Chomets is Rabbi Yossi, who is Mr. Mr. Tzomtan. He holds that it gets, uh, it gets, uh, it's, it inhibits, uh, that vinegar inhibits chametzizing, as he said before. Mara says, no, not necessarily. It can't be Rabbi Yossi. When did we ever hear of Yossi allowing such a thing? That's when the vinegar has not been diluted in the soup. We never saw that he allowed it when it came to the mixture. In our pot, it's not straight up vinegar. It's vinegar with chicken soup. Therefore, it's different. Ula Amar Ula says the following. We were saying, depends which one was in first. With the Yeshua Mim allowing both, and the Tanakama only allowing with the flowers first. Ula's claiming the opposite. Ula says, we were late. Ula says, Mishum lech lech The reason why they can't is the same thing we say by an Azir. By an Azir, we say, don't go next to a vineyard, you're Asur to have grapes. Don't go next to the vineyard. Here, too, we don't want to mess around with Hametz, and therefore, don't put any vinegar into the thing. It says, Go around, go around, don't go in the vineyard, you could get in trouble. Also, here, don't get in trouble by eating. Rapapi, Rapapi gave permission to the bakers of Reshkeluta. To thicken the pot with oven dried grain, which we said was a problem. Because we, we said we had to worry about that, maybe it's no good, still it's fine. I'm a rabbi. Anyone let such a thing? Would you allow such a thing in a place where there's Avadim, Evid Knani workings? Since there's Evid Knani, which are not so careful with stuff. Therefore, how would Rapapi allow Ravish Galuta, who's got so many slaves, to, do, to have such a hater? Right? Ikadamri, others say, 
Rav himself would do it, but he didn't allow the Reish Kalut to do it, and that would be better because they're not letting slaves do it, something that needs such, such dedication. Baruch Adonai Le'olam, Amen v'Amen. We'll end at the Mishnah. Thank you. Let's go and see that.